Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your host Sam Foote. And Anne Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Microsoft 365-focused IT security professionals. It's episode 23 of season 4. Alan and I had a recent discussion around Microsoft Ignite 23. If you don't know, Microsoft Ignite is an annual conference hosted by Microsoft centered around technology trends, product innovations, and announcement concerning Microsoft's cloud services, enterprise solutions, and developer tools. Here's what we covered. The latest announcements at Ignite this year, both of our favorite announcements, what the in-person Ignite experience is like, and what MVP-related activities has Alan been up to. We've noticed that a large number of you aren't subscribed. If you do enjoy our podcast, please do consider subscribing. It would mean a lot for us for you to show your support to the show. It's a really great episode, so let's dive in. Hey, Alan, how are you doing? Hey, Sam, not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, a bit different location this week, if I'm correct. A couple of thousand miles, yeah. And time <laughs> time zone differences, yeah. <laughs> how is... Um, how is Seattle? Yeah, it's very good. Um, I haven't really had a chance to um, uh, explore it um, like last time when I was over here. But um, from what I've sort of done, done here, um, yeah, it seems very good. Um, travel was good. Getting to, you know, getting from the airport and stuff like that's really good. And, you know, hotel's not too bad. So, so yeah, um, it's it's a little bit cold in the mornings and things like that, but about sort of the same location same height of the in the world as the uk i think <laughs> something like that whatever, whatever terminology you need for <laughs> the current weather conditions are similar i'll take that yes. i'll take that <laughs> yeah that would done it would it yeah <laughs> no that's cool that's well, cool it so, is yeah it is, 10, it is 10 o'clock at night here so yeah <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we need you back in the UK, Alan, for time zone related issues. That's for sure. I, I um I don't think I've ever really realised, you know, how how far, you know, how different the time zone is. To be totally honest with you, you know, because you're like I'm actually messaging you, and as I'm thinking about going to sleep, you're waking up, and yeah, it's yep. completely and right. like now, you know, you're waking yeah, up, exactly. and I'm pretty much going to bed. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. No, that's cool. So, yeah, how's how's your week um, been so far um, at Ignite? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, the the venues the venue changed from last year. Um, I think I may have said that last week, um, but it's it's yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been it's been full on. Like I said, I haven't really had a chance to even like check out Seattle. Um, it's pretty much been fly in, sleep. Go to go to ignite because I was you know because of some of the, the stuff I did for my MVP um, and then do the two days um, with like a little bit tomorrow um, or today yeah um, and yeah so um, yes yeah, definitely a lot of walking definitely a bit definitely a lot bigger and stuff like that over here so um, from the event from last year um, loads it's been lots of information come out. Um, it's definitely a, a key topic for this year. <laughs> well, should we should we um, should we talk about some announcements and, and talk through what what your sort of main you know themes and takeaways from this year's Ignite, Alan? Yeah, so it's definitely the era of AI for sure, um, and co-pilots. Um, I know I know we 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 know we knew about quite a few of them, but now they're you know we're getting more detail and. How they can you know help um, engineers, SOC agents, members of the staff, how, you know, how, you know uh, increase their productivity, kind of do more for less, but in a different way. Um, but yeah, so sort of my main sort of favorite things was coming out was Security Copilot. Um, again, we kind of knew about it, but we got a lot more detail about you know what it covers. So, you know, it's covering all of the security products, you know, including Intune th and, and, and things like that. And uh, we got some some more insights about it being um, in line now as well within those products. Um, once, you know, it starts coming into, cause it's only in early access at the moment, but those glimpses seem very promising. Um, and then a couple of other ones was um, Defend for Cloud. 
um, got a couple of um, new features. So um, Defed for API got um, GA'd, which is great. And we've got new, some new SKUs there. Um, the the attack path um, that was only for like Azure now can span across AWS and GCP. So you can see attacks across you know, from one cloud to the next as well, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, the Defender, the Defender for DevOps got rebranded to DevOps Security. Um, and that's in effect gone into GA because it's based on the you know, GitHub. Um, GitHub Security, I think it's called. Um, um, and yeah, that's that, that's probably the, the main ones for me. I mean, it, it, some of the stuff that came out that doesn't really touch, potentially touch us in a way, but um, you know, Microsoft creating new um, chips for for the data centers for AI, and them actually um, creating their own um, uh, fiber cables, so they can get more more throughput on their through their data centers, which I thought was quite interesting. I think it's quite. Um, we get these glimpses of like scale, don't we? Right, with like cloud platforms. Right, we sit here just like clicking on buttons in the portal, not really <laughs> thinking about it. And then like um, these cloud providers, they then turn around and go, "Oh, by the way, we have to make our own chips. Why? Uh, well, because we buy so much, so many of them, and we need them so specialized. Right? Um, like it's just, it's crazy to think the scale you you have to be at to you know, um, warrant the investment in your own chips, right? And they've, yeah. you know, well, it's crazy. Yeah, and the, I, can't remember what, I can't remember off the top of me, my head um, what type of um, fiber um, cables they're creating. They're something like um, hollow air fibers, something like that. I can't remember it, and I've probably butchered it completely there. But um, <laughs> Somebody Microsoft... spent millions with yes. the marketing or the, yeah. <laughs> the um, product development of that. But, but yeah. Microsoft are creating their own, and they, they're the first, they've got the first dedicated factory just spewing fiber cables for them which is insane yeah that they need that many of them right and yeah and it was really interesting to find out that um because um they said that um they've already started deploying the cables and it's like okay cool you know it's gonna be the us you know because you know it's the first place it would go and it wasn't it was the uk you know and that that surprised me really. I thought it might have been like you know a new data center somewhere got it because you know they're putting it in, but they've updated the UK one first. Maybe it's because it was the smallest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, in well, it could be a a case of you know where the you know SMEs are, maybe where the technology is being developed as well, and also True. capacity potentially as well, right? Because we know that you know, well. I, I always thought it was like resource capacity in UK South, but I don't know. Maybe there's a, you know, a multitude of different, you know, restrictions. Well, there. maybe they're at capacity, and they before they put the those new um, AI chips in, they need they need it for yeah, us to have copilot. Well, that's that's true. You know, because I suppose every time you add, every time you add more infrastructure, you need more throughput bandwidth c connectivity, don't you? Right, so. Yeah. yeah no i never really i don't know i just i don't <laughs> I, I think i'm personally just detached from that like you know like, like i said you know i just click on the buttons don't really think about it and then there is actually you know the cloud is just a bunch of oversimplifying it is a, a bunch of like boxes in a data center somewhere you know managed a lot more yeah, <laughs> um, you know, um, a lot well, more sophistication management of them, right? You know, an orchestration yeah, of them. You know, that's why you go as PaaS and stuff, don't you? Though, because you don't have yeah. to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're seeing like, oh no, we do have to worry about it. So yeah, let's create you know chips and, yeah. and new new technologies of fiber cable. Yeah, nah, that's it's crazy. Um, yeah. So um, so what what about you then, Sam? What's what's been some of your sort of key or favorite announcements from the last couple of days um i think for me there is a lot of to me there's a lot of incremental announcements right i don't want to undermine like the messaging of ignite because i think the amount of innovation and new development that microsoft puts out is 
insane, right? Like, I don't think we can fault them for the investment that they make into their platforms, right? You know, particularly. No, and I, and I think it. I think um, they said it was like a hundred plus, like yeah, enhancements 100%. and new features and things like that. So, I mean, in a year kind of thing, maybe even like six months, probably. To be fair, and what I what I kind of feel like is is that a lot of the announcements are generally like GA you know um or really what's the best word of putting it well thought out and useful changes to a lot of things right yeah um like pragmatic sort of operational changes right um one uh, azure chaos studio is now generally available we did an episode on that um in this season actually episode 11 um go and go and check it out it was in preview when when we spoke about it so that's quite good timing actually for us to be totally honest with you so yeah chaos studio um go and check that out that's definitely a great uh product um you can now start and stop um azure sql vcore instances to save money which i thought was interesting apparently you couldn't do that before it's been in preview for a year so um yeah it's now generally available um Microsoft Fabric is now generally available. Um there's there's been a big push to sort of unify a lot of the data solutions within in and around Azure, creating I'm gonna butcher it, but creating sort of a singular data plane is the way that I sort of um, think, see that. I think they call it one lake, aren't they? Yeah, right. and there's there's a there's a one lake um like the next iteration of that. I suppose is the, is the way that I saw that. I haven't really delved into to that announcement uh, yet too much, but I don't know when Fabric was announced. Was it last Ignite? I can remember talking about. It. I haven't actually delved into it yet. Um, was it? Is it been? Was it then or was it Inspire? Be, might have been kind Inspire, might it? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that so, does seem um, interesting yeah. with the whole uh, mirroring data as well so you can have it all in one place yeah yeah and we and really that is it we see that time and time again with organizations data right you know it being siloed into different places now you know having it all in one place is a very like utopian vision i'd say right you know because mm -hmm. the actual the actual you know um practicality of migrating this data to a single location for an organization is you know i don't know especially, if that's yeah. practical right you know it's, but especially yeah, if it's like terabytes of data and, and things terabytes like that, yeah. of data in proprietary databases yeah right <laughs> you know you you might just be beholden to your application developers and your 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 system you know system guys um i don't want to focus on people actually no it's more the technology than anything else right but um but yeah, being able to mirror data into different locations is, I think, um, uh, really powerful. So, yeah, no, um, I think um, uh, one other announcement that I thought was interesting is um, is there is new sort of confidential computing SKUs on both AMD and I believe on the Intel side as well. Um, now when we did our episode on confidential computing, it was mm -hmm. all Intel driven. Um, so I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do a recap on like new AMD, um, capability. I'm going to have to look at that and see if there's actually any, you know, from, a the episode might still stand, it might still be valid, but we need to also see if there's any difference in that um in you know in that offering basically um there are there are new SKUs. there's always new SKUs. um you know there's new i i believe the the new amd um confidential SKUs are in line with a new amd SKU being announced um at this time genoa epics i believe so um so it's all sort of coming um in one area um we're also getting a confidential vm with um nvidia h100 gpus i didn't even know if you could get h100 gpus i thought they were like being scalped on ebay by enterprises 
It might be the A100. Well, can't remember. Did you, I don't. I, yeah, sorry. I don't know if one of the bits that you seen was that they built their AI, um, their 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 uh, between um, uh, Microsoft and uh, Nvidia, they built the their AI um, twin supercomputers, and they are full of you know obviously a lot of Nvidia hardware, and apparently they um, they put it against Forrester. And it's something like it was. It wasn't even at full capacity, and it was third in the world as a supercomputer. And they're like, we didn't even like put it at its full strength. And it's third. <laughs> <laughs> we just we plowed so many GPUs into the smallest space we could to train and you know run our AI models. We inadvertently, you know had more computing than a small country, right? You know, like, yeah, it's just it's just an arms race, isn't it? An AI absolute arms race, right? You know, buy every single GPU you possibly can. Could you imagine being an account manager at NVIDIA at the moment? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to simplify people's jobs, but that must be a great gig to have at the moment, to be totally honest with you, right? Uh, 100%. Um, yeah, what else was there? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about um, new bits. I, I'm trying to actively dodge Copilot, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. Um, I I'm just personally yet um, to see to see the true capability in action. I'm not saying it's not there whatsoever, um, but it's not an area that I'm a particular like SME in. If if that makes sense, so there is there any sort of copilot, any of the copilot related news that you you would like to cover, Alan? Yeah, I mean, obviously, copilot went GA on the first of November, the Microsoft three six five one, um, and seeing so one announcement was probably the AI Studio, where you can in effect build your co your your, your own copilots using ChatGPT etc. and build your your conversation flows and things like that so you can you can talk back to your fabric um one lake to to get your data etc and and kind of train it so it was definitely interesting on in that sense um that you know as soon as that happened i was thinking well because in effect you could build documents based on data and you just say i need to talk about this this and this and it's if you've got something that's pre-canned you can it basically write it out for you you know that seemed pretty powerful uh, in itself from that sort of thing. I mean, they were using it to sort of ask questions like, um, you know, what's the what's the delivery time with this supplier? Because and then it would go off and go and check all the the um, orders and when they got delivered. So you could they could say, oh, the mean, you know, eighty six percent of the time they were on time, kind of thing, just like within seconds, minutes, kind of thing. Which I thought was amazing. Has it gone GA? Because wasn't AI Studio already there? AI Studio's got gone GA now. It's a new one. I think. I think they yeah. upgraded it. Right. Okay. Because I, um, yeah. Because I, I was a bit confused about the announcement. It was. It was kind of like a. I felt like it was more of a re-announcement, but it wasn't pitched as like it's now gone GA. I don't think because. I've used it, well, I I looked at it about, I don't know, two months ago, I think. But I wasn't looking at it in the way of like generating my own uh, co-pilot, so to speak, or my own models. Uh, it was more for storage of your own models and actually operationalizing them. So, you know, you would train your own model, like you build a model yourself, and then you'd mm -hmm. upload it to um, AI Studio to then like operationally plug it into your day-to-day -day services basically yeah so, so this wasn't necessarily building building the the learning models it was more around if it it's kind of building your i guess your generative ai conversation that you know if they ask this then you this is kind of the data you need to look at kind of thing so it's Got not it. like so you're, you're saying you know if they're going to ask if they're asking about um like hr data then you go to this place where all our HR documentation is and be as generic as that. And then, you know, the co-pilot will then Got it. understand okay. that he needs yep. to go there kind of thing. So, okay. So 
more new capability in that space, I'd probably say, right? Like a generative AI layer on top of AI Studio, I assume, right? Yeah. Um, what is... Um, do, do do you think that's what Defender, I know um, Microsoft 365 Copilot is doing? Yeah, so basically you... Yeah, in, a, in effect... So Microsoft 365 Copilot is in effect there, and it's it's reading your data. You can you can so you can it's talking to Graph Microsoft Graph to see the data that you have access yeah. to. Okay, and that's yeah. its grounding. I think that's how their their terminology is. You know, the grounding of um, Microsoft 365 Copilot you know, non non enterprise as the SKU is um, the internet grounding. So it's it's basically you can generate your data. Um, your 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 response from the internet kind of thing, and then when you go enterprise level, then it talks to you know it's in your context, kind of thing. So, Defender for APIs is GA. Yes, just cool. I yeah, that's was... that's interesting in itself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's got good integrations, right? Considering it's well, quite a complex and purview. Hmm. purview as well built in so you can see your date and what type of data is being sent to it yeah exactly yeah it's um yeah it's the observability is just increasing day by day isn't it right you know i, I wonder if that's where a lot of the gaps have been you know um oh i've got x workload and i don't have visibility of it so it's just a case of just you know connecting everything into your you know data security platform you know Aka purview, and, you know, and quite a lot of developers do use an not a, well. Hopefully, they use API manager, but they they use APIs, don't they, to to communicate yeah, correct, between the yeah. different services. So, with an API manager, there, you know, in effect, reading what's going through, then having something to feed into it to check it. Yeah, and you know, from my my experience, um, like deploying APIs, is it like everybody gets really focused on the tech right and then you'll go to put it live you'll talk to like a whoever's responsible for it or software platforms they'll give you like the technical green light and then you'll you'll have to pass through a gate of compliance legal ops something like that and i'm not singling out those people they are just the people that carry that risk in the organization and then you have to go through that song and dance of what are you sharing? How are you sharing it? Like, you know, how do you retain? Like, there's, you know, party agreements there that need to be ironed out and understood processing requirements. X, Y, and Z, right? Tracking, um, auditing, and all that, yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, prove to me you don't send credit card information to a third party. Ugh, I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> now you can, <laughs> right? You know, um, so, so I think that's... Um, you know, those conversations aren't that harsh. I've dramatized it. But the the point still stands is, you know, I think for anybody deploying APIs, it's really important to understand the data that is flowing in and out of them, right? Because sometimes they can be forgotten about because they aren't like user facing, are they? You know, people don't see it like day to day. No. Um yeah. Um what else have I got? Um lots around AI in there. There's, there's not a huge amount more on the, the actual Azure infrastructure side. Uh, there is a new um, IoT operations um, offering. Um, it's it's supposed to be a management plane um, in and around IoT because the IoT stack in Azure, I suppose, is quite siloed, and um, and point are they now point solutions? I don't know, um, but this is I added this to the to my must read more uh, list basically because I think because IoT is an interesting one for end to end, right? Because a lot of IoT is dis not disconnected, but it is disconnected for like good reason, right? Um, but with that comes like challenge because if it is disconnected, how do you 
I say disconnected, you know, like one step removed, right? It might not be air gaps, yeah. but one um, step removed. Yeah, perdued like down to, you know, segmented off, right? Um, so, and it's interesting because when I talk to some customers about IoT, some are okay with cloud connected visibility, you know, of them, right? Um, what I haven't seen in like the enterprise is like an actual cloud managed IoT device, if that makes sense, where you're like you're using IoT Hub or something like that connected um, like directly into Azure. That's probably my naivety and my experience with IoT, right? But so it's interesting that they would add more sort of management capability um, into the IoT space. I get why they've done that. You know, they've obviously done that in the server space with Arc, right? You know, bringing yeah. a lot of that like on-prem. And IoT, you'll probably never be able to bring that to the cloud, right? Because your IoT devices are always local, right? That's just, yeah. you know, the topology that is there. So, so what I'm wondering is, is, you know, I do also see some organizations with very, like, um, scrappy iot like iot's sort of um been been distributed across like a manufacturing site or their organization because of you know sort of digital innovation and transformation in that space maybe it's not really been thought about it's not that well connected um so them offering a way to to manage these devices or a holistic you know management plane um could be good um i'll definitely check it out because i ha i do have a bunch of um in my dev environment i do have a bunch of devices um so what i've been sort of meaning to do is to turn my lab environment into more of a like real iot environment if that makes sense not just like a couple of you know um actually make you know, maybe build a Purdue model and actually build that out like properly locally to see how that's actually, you know, done in the real world. Um, so, yeah, so it will be interesting to see um, what IoT operations, you know, sort of actually brings in basically um, because they talked a lot about cloud to edge, but I, I, I'm not skeptical. I just, when we're talking about the edge, are we talking about, you know, kubernetes clusters and you know fast food shops you know or are we talking you know actual iot and ot devices in a manufacturing facility you know like how how far can we actually like go is is my sort of, yeah the thing i'm thinking about i'm not i'm not saying it won't happen at all whatsoever but i think it's i, I need to understand the risks and also the justification you know for doing so yeah yeah definitely um but yeah that was that was pretty much that was pretty much me there is as alan said there's over a hundred announcements um there is the ignite uh book of news um so if you if you don't want to watch all of the well you should go and watch all the content but if you don't want to do that and you want to skim through the updates in your specific area the book of news is really good um to do that because you can it's all broken down into sort of solution area. Um, then it gives you the updates. Obviously, the the content is going to give you a lot more of a deep dive into those areas and give you some, you know, practical yeah, and examples. The, the visualization of the demos and things like that. Exactly. You to actually yeah. See those scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you are only focused in certain areas and you and you want to to look through them, then the book of news will link it in the show notes um, as well. Um. Anything else you think we've missed, Alan? Um, There's, I mean, you've got the the rebrand of Microsoft 365 Defender. Um, we had a rebrand, um, so it's now called Microsoft Defender for XDR. And there's a announcement of a unified um, SOC sort of, uh, or, or yeah, SOC operations unified um, portal, and in fact, enhancing it. So I think that's. Uh, early access private preview at the moment but in effect from the conversations that i've had over here um you get you, you know in effect most of the defenders are going into there 
as you could expect. Um, but also you can hook up your Microsoft Sentinel workspace and then you can do cross querying against your your logs that are in Sentinel from your third party tools against all the defenders. So you can then do that cross referencing. So you don't have to the way I see that is you don't have to ingest the the Sentinel logs, the Defender logs, sorry, into Sentinel because you can just do that querying in, in Microsoft Defender. Microsoft right, okay. Defender yeah. for XDR. <laughs> so it's one yeah so it's like one singular portal basically right and, which yeah yeah and co you know in effect copilot is going to go into there yeah security okay. copilot yeah that makes sense one thing i did miss devbox has got some changes i don't know if you saw um pretty basic one to start off with you can limit the number of um, dev boxes each developer can create <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and the specific wording is to, and I'm using air quotes, uh, people won't be able to see that, is um, help manage costs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, yeah, new Microsoft-hosted networks, Alan. Um, they manage VNets, basically, if, if if what I saw on the announcement. Yeah, so that is, that's like the Windows 365. So it's basically you, they're just plain internet in effect. Got it. Yeah, and you you specify the region you want the dev box to be, and it comes out of there. So it's just yeah, Microsoft in just Microsoft. Yeah, like it says. So yeah, yeah. and one other announcement that um, I've seen, which is quite exciting for me personally, is DevBox is going to have pre-configured images for uh, Docker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have Docker desktop um, on your DevBox, which, to be honest with you, that is like the killer feature for me really um because you know um a lot of a lot of local development that i i've done is is all around dockerizing that locally before you then you know migrate um to your actual staging production environment so yeah that's a very welcome um addition uh, definitely cool um yeah the only ones i can think of as well is um windows 365 got a um it got some management tooling enhancements so you can do some more um management with it but also the um windows 365 app the 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 you know the avd the remote app thing has has now all gone into a single application now called windows app so they kind of split it out and now it's, it's gone back into one again so nice no, really good. And yeah, there's a lot more updates and announcements. So definitely, you know, do go in and check those out. So Alan, can you tell us about like the in-person Ignite experience? What's the event like this year? Um, lots of people there. It did sell out, so I assume it was busy. Uh, yes, it was definitely busy. Um, I think it was around 6,000 people plus staff and, and that. So... Um, definitely a lot more people uh, than last year. Um, not quite as big as, you know, the 2019 Ignites in Orlando, because I think there were like 30,000. So still, I guess, relatively small compared to those. But for the for the space that it was in, you know, that it was it was crammed. Yeah. Um, the the hub um, up on the left, the because the, five floors of the the new Summit uh, Convention Center. And the fifth floor was the hub where all the all the booths were for all the the partners and the Microsoft sort of stands, and it it was constantly busy up there, um, definitely. And all of the workshops um, were sold out, and all the breakouts and things like that they went pretty quickly as well. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been really good actually going um, for myself especially partly because I'm a, uh, you know because I'm MVP um but um I've been able to c- c- again now connect with the the product groups you know the engineers of the the products especially um defend for cloud I mean partly because I was on the on the booth for that um but you know just hanging out um with with those those guys and um you know having the conversations and things like that was was really great um and uh, I also got to speak to um, Chad, 
who um, from the Enter ID, external ID sort of team, product team, um, who asked us to do that uh, that episode. So I got to, to catch up with him as well. So that was really good. Um, but, but yeah, there was loads of content. Um, I was able to get into the keynote, the, the you know the main one because especially um, last year and definitely 2019, you had no chance to get into that. <laughs> I remember it was like by seven o'clock you got I think it opened and ten past seven it was closed because everyone just went wow. and got their bands and that was it so you had no chance of even like getting close to it um what do you think that's just because of the um like the hall that the actual keynote was done in is is relatively sized you know correctly for for that to happen or yeah I think I think they yeah made sure they could get everyone in in effect I mean it was massive the yeah the the yeah the um the uh, yeah the hall is more than a hall is massive because um, there's loads of screens and everything um yeah it was it was sized correctly for the amount of people that they allowed to come kind of thing so um but yeah it was great to be in in those it's great to get to see the products it was good to see the see some of the demos and things like that and ask the questions it was actually get you know good to get mingling <laughs> i guess is the is the thing socializing um and you know i got to talk to other um attendees as well you know make some um some connections there so a couple of them from the uk which is quite weird to find you not weird to find uk people over here but um you know rarity i guess compared to the amount of people and things like that so um yeah it was really good um and yeah it's it, it's not quite the same still as you know ignite over in orlando but it's definitely a lot better um and definitely felt more engaged um the pre-day the pre-day workshop seemed to go down really well um with the attendees do you think that's just because that's another um sort of reason to because people are flying in you know a day or two before anyway right it gives them a an extra reason to yeah. to attend yeah, and I think it's also because, well, at least the one that I was in, the the attendees found it valuable. You know, it was it was at the right sort of level, and it, you know they they went out knowing more and understanding. You know, because it was a security one, you know, understanding what they could potentially do, and then sparks ideas, and then they got to hub five, and then go and you know challenge the the Microsoft teams and the MVPs up there with. Well, I've just found out about this and I've just done it, but what, you know, does that mean I can do this? You know, it starts those questions, starts building that um, want to like, actually investigate a bit more because you've had hands-on of doing some of it. Um, because some of the, some of the um, attendees had, you know, some of the attendees that like do it day in, day out kind of thing. So they like went through the labs pretty quickly and they found, you know, they, they announced all the new, some of the new stuff in, you know, in those things as well. Um, but um, they, but some of them had never touched it and they were starting to do it and they're like, actually, this is like, why aren't we doing this? Yeah. kind of thing. I, I, I noticed that with a lot of people that I talk to, they're licensed for stuff and then you show them it and how like relatively simplistic it is with a bit of, you know, guidance. And they're like, L well, that that exact conversation why aren't we using this <laughs> well <laughs> right. and, and the, with me being on the stand and um in fact it was my last conversation today um and um the gentleman came over to me and he's like i don't really have a question for you but you know what is defend the cloud kind of thing and i said okay you know what you know have you got stuff in azure aws gcp and he's like yep um yeah we have and i said okay do you know like how much of it you've got, how like secure it is. And he's like, we've got some sort of idea. I said, well, you know, went through the, you know, CSPM sort of story and said, um, by the way, you know, you can start off for free and get that visibility. And he's like, sorry, what? <laughs> he's like, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> it is a trap. Yeah. And he's like, and how easy yeah. is it to deploy to AWS? And I'm like, well, you, you kind of just like do this. It's a cloud formation. Went, I do cloud formations. Oh, is it just like that? Okay. And it, it's like exactly. light bulb. Why the hell haven't I got this turned on? 
to get started, I said, you, you know, you do need to probably go up to Defender CSPM because he wants to do regulatory compliance and do all the other kind of cool stuff with it. Um, but he was like, yeah, if I get started, start seeing stuff, and then I'll just upgrade and start consuming all the rest of it yeah. sort of thing. So he was, you know, and it was if you my don't last like conversation. It. If you don't like like you turn turn it off off. yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and yeah and yeah you're right i had the same conversation with somebody about sentinel even on the defender cloud stand he's like you know we want to go to go for sentinel but you know and i said well barrier to entry is you get a month of 10 giga i think it's 10 giga day ingestion i said you can ramp it up i said then you can ramp it down and then you can make your decisions and then you go for it and so if you don't like it you haven't cost a lot you don't have to buy the don't have to buy the hardware. You don't have to have the the VM running just to for it to be. Yeah. You know, and all the, the cloud thing. stuff. All the cloud stuff is like a click away, isn't it? Right. Yeah. You know, like as in, you don't need to pick your most complicated log sources to start off with, do you? Like you just, you know, get started get, with it. Get your defenders in there it. and stuff. Yeah. And and then yeah. start enhancing it. Yeah. Your entra ID stuff. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't. You know. There's. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and and again, people have that. We have, I was having the conversation about the um, ingestion uh, that's included with Defender for Cloud, and that was blowing people's minds that they could get some free ingestion Sentinel for it and stuff like that. And they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> no, so, yeah, it's but but then but then I suppose you know it is it is a big it's a massive platform, isn't it? Right? You know, yeah. we've seen we've seen a hundred we've seen a hundred updates at one. Of Microsoft at least, event this week, at right? least, yeah, right, yeah. So, uh, so I think that just puts it into the perspective of the scale, right? Because I, you know, I talked to some people about the podcast, and they're like, "Are you ever going to run out of stuff to talk about?" I was like, "I don't think so." Why? Because <laughs> every single, every single, you know, every single announcement that's made is, you know, is is expanding the capability of Azure all the time, right? You know, so. So I think I think a lot of the challenge is actually just people even hearing or understanding about things, right? Because there's there's going to be like loads of stuff that we've missed from this conversation, right? Like without a doubt, it's all new. Yeah. It's we're still you know thingy, but it's also there's stuff that we don't even look at because we don't really it's not on our critical path, you know, every day, right? So we, we're not focused on it. Um, but if you imagine an end organization where they've got to manage infrastructure in azure their posture management you know their on-prem you know like there's their data security threat protect like there's just there's like multiple different buckets and there's you know just inside of microsoft there's a a huge amount of tools that are there that they can use right i suppose the benefit is is that the conversation really isn't that the the capability isn't there right a lot of the time the conversation mm. is is that they they didn't know that they could use it or benchmarking it against the current solution they've got. You know that's a big part of the conversation, right? Because um, a lot of the times it's like, well, why aren't we using this over X that we're currently paying for, right? You know that's a lot of the conversations we seem to have. So, um, but yeah, like I, I just I just think the investment that and we're very you know security focused right but the investment mm-hmm. that microsoft is making and continuing to make is you know is um because I, I saw some people saying that it was pretty light on security updates you know thingy but then i think if i look at what's in the preview community and the yes. fact there's a security only you know conference now right you know so it's like I think there's definitely enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> like as in, it doesn't need to be, you know, groundbreaking every single time, does it? You know, it's it, it's got to be incremental. I think is my my main. You know, yeah, thing. and there might be some big changes coming that they need time to develop yeah. and get out. Because I don't think we heard a lot about Defender for Endpoint. Only about you know enterprise IoT being included in E5 licensing now. Yes, kind of thing. Yeah, true. But yeah. Outside of that, you know, we've not heard anything apart, you know, apart from being out, you know, the, the unified SOC operation center kind of stuff, but that's portal kind of related. Um, and that's only, yeah, but that's only really an efficiency if you're like a MSP, right? Uh, no, it's it's more around, you know, your SOC if you've got an internal SOC as well. Well, that's true, I suppose. Yeah, if you're at that scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. Because it's not, 
is not multi-customer, is it? I suppose it could the, be. This no. the current preview. Um, I don't believe is going to start with it. I don't know. I have to, to double check okay. that. But, um, right. but yeah, it's, it's it's more designed for you know a customer on on their tenant to be more efficient right. now. You know, a managed service could dive into that portal and still be more yeah. efficient. It's just whether. And is that is that is that why the co-pilot you think is more customer aligned then? Because it's all going to feed into that one well thing. You the know, is you've the got, customer you've buys got that, the optimization. It's it's the it's the 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 security sort of um or the not the ethical side of things, but the the security of co-pilot that it's you know you you can't. It, your data is in your tenant. Yeah, so exactly. Security yeah. co-pilots yeah. in a MSSP potentially. Yeah. It's you're asking it to feed your data. I don't know. That's that's one for when when we get a chance to have a look at copilot, you know, security copilot and its ins yeah, and outs. Okay. No, that makes a little bit more sense to me, definitely. Yeah. Nice. And so, what have you been up to as an MVP? What special Just, access have you it, have you got, it, Alan? Oh, it just hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I haven't like been out in Seattle or anything. So <laughs> convention <laughs> hotel room, convention hotel room, right? <laughs> well, that or yeah, after party, come back, sort of thing. Oh, yeah. after party. Oh, sounds so, terrible. <laughs> so yeah, so for me coming over, I um, proctored the pre pre day workshop with Rod Trent um, and um, Morton and and. Dean was a couple of the MVPs um, and that was the security one. So that was really interesting. It was like a five hour workshop, one till six, I think it was. Um, and that went really well, um, helping out, you know, helping out the attendees to um, when they had like technical problems, because there's, there's a few technical problems occasionally, um, but also helping them like go through like what they were doing as well, yeah. explaining it answering questions, things like that. So it's really good. And it, like I said, from, from the feedback that Rod was asking, you know, at the time, you know, people were saying, yeah, this is great. This is a lot better. You know, I really got at, you know, value out of it. So, so that was really good. Um, and then like I kind of mentioned earlier, I did a couple of shifts on the defend for cloud, um, booth and talked about defend for cloud and occasionally other defenders when, um, they came over, um, and so yeah, that was that was that. And then um, someone, uh, Thomas from Microsoft, uh, got in contact with us, didn't, didn't he? From uh, through the podcast, um, and then I got the honour of doing a interview with with Yuri um, from the Microsoft Defender Cloud product group um, live at uh, what it recorded at um, Ignite. Nice. So that was yesterday. So I think it's going on to his um, his YouTube channel because it was video as well. It wasn't like, you know, podcast, <laughs> um, YouTube. Um, uh, I think they said in sort of December, uh, early December, I think it was. So okay. so watch that space. Um, nice. <laughs> that was a sort of a bit of a surprise uh, kind of thing, but it was cool. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was a, there was a security after party. Um, and yeah, that was, that was good, um, to go to. And then tonight the celebration was on the, you know, the, um, celebration for the, the Ignite. So I came on a little bit early, but that was at the, um, Pacific, uh, security, security, Pacific science, uh, center. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really good as well. So, um, but yeah, it's been really good to catch up with teams, um, other MVPs and that and make, you know, make, build some connections there because um you know this year's been well i haven't had a full year yet of being mvp so um just starting to build those like connections and relationships you know across the world um now and then you know to help do collaboration and and things like that so yeah it's been good nice seems like a action-packed week what are you up to i would i'm gonna say today because you my today is your tomorrow is that right? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is for now. <laughs> yeah. To tomorrow. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So it'd just be um, probably packing up and um, heading heading home. I'll probably catch the. I might not go to the um, 
the centre itself, but I'll probably catch the keynote. I think it's a keynote today, tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I might catch that at, at, in the hotel just so I could pack ready and then head off to the to the airport and then an overnight flight and then back over on Saturday. So, nice. So yeah. yeah, no, well, it sounds, um, yeah, action-packed. I've seen a lot of, um, you know, um, what's the best way of putting it? There's a lot of uh, social media buzz, which is good. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it seems yeah. like people, you know, um, more people, you know, being in one place at the same time, you know, just breeds that level of relationship building, you know, back to normal. Yeah, there was, there was, you know, lots of swag, lots of stickers, uh, backpack, T-shirt and stuff like that. And because I was uh, classed, classed as a speaker slash... Um, being on the stands, I got a a, a, a hoodie as well. Got a hoodie, so, yeah. Oh wow, can't wait to see that. That's it. And like conference swag is like really what gets people, you know. Yeah, and at, at the after party as well. If you went to it, you got a, a beanie with Microsoft Security on it, and it, it's pretty cool actually. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, I am. I'm jealous of your Microsoft Security beanie. Not gonna lie. Nice, like it. Cool, right? Let's let's let you go to sleep, and I'm gonna start my day, Alan. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for um, thanks for dialing in remote. This is it's worked quite well actually. To be totally honest with you, I thought it was gonna be you know a bit more chaotic, but no, it's it's, it's been all right. I think. <laughs> yeah, it it seems all right. It's not there's not much lag or anything. So I know we shouldn't see that in in this sort of day and age, but you know, don't know, do you? No, exactly. Um, um ne- next app's going uh, app, app next episode, sorry, is going to be um Azure Container Apps. Um so episode 24. Uh we were due to do that one this week, but we thought a a, a recap and a uh around Ignite was was a better uh topic for this week. So yeah, we're just going to shift that into next week basically. Yep, cool. Okay, so did you enjoy this episode? Um please uh, consider you know leaving the a review on Apple or Spotify. It really helps us reach out to other people like yourself. Uh, if, you ha- if you have any specific feedback or suggestions, uh, we have a link in the show notes to get in contact with us. Yep, and if you've made it this far, um, thanks very much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yep, thanks all. Bye.